הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קידוש עם השבה ארצמה. ובבחן לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנחן, לא יודע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן, מפגם את שמחה נא נחנחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we finish the ספר שפחי הרן, which we've been working on for a few weeks. ברוך השם, we start with סעיף ל"ה. ובעניין תכלית הידיעה, with regard to the subject of the תכלית ידיעה אשר לא נדע, זה בלא דן לספר בחינות עולם. With regard to the idea of uh, the purpose of all knowledge is not to know, the thing that we discussed in last, uh, the idea that we discussed in last uh, podcast, that the highest wisdom of all is the wisdom of not knowing. סיפר גם כן קצת עמנו איזה פעמים איך בכל ידיעה יש לזה התכלית. רבנו ספוק אותה סלילו ביט, about multiple times, how every area of knowledge Every knowledge in the world, knowledge of, for example, uh, knowledge of being a doctor, knowledge of, uh, of uh, science or whatever it might be. Knowledge, it could be anything, even the smallest thing, knowledge of how a pen works, knowledge of a book binding, whatever it might be. Um, that, there's a tach, that there's this tachlit, this purpose for every area of knowledge. Meaning what? For every area of knowledge, there's this tachlit, there's this goal of not knowing. For each and every single thing that there is to know, there is the highest point of that thing, which is the not knowing of it. And therefore, Therefore, even though a person might come to this purpose of not knowing within a certain area of knowledge, nonetheless, this is not the final purpose of everything. Because this is only the purpose of knowledge within that, sort of, within that certain area of knowledge, of knowing something very specific. And therefore a person needs to toil and to merit to an even greater purpose, which is what? To know, to get to the level of the purpose of not knowing within a, in, uh, an area of knowledge which is even more important and greater than the one that you knew previously. For example, to know uh, the way, uh, what do you call it? Um, to know the idea of um, the purpose of knowledge of how to bind the book versus the purpose or the, the, final, the final goal of knowledge with regard to a speech or something. Speech obviously is much higher. <laughs> you know, it's more important. And then we can go even higher than the inyan of speech. You know what I mean? With the mind, with the machshava, whatever it is, all these things. And then the th- higher than that, which is the purpose of all knowledge when it comes to the creation of the world. All these things have a certain knowledge. And we have to go from level to level to go after more important aspects of knowledge and areas of knowledge to get to that purpose, which is what? Not knowing. And so too forever within each and every uh, level of knowledge, area of knowledge. Nimsa, therefore, Rabbeinu says that we see That there's no way a person knows anything at all in the world. In no circumstances does anyone know anything. Because there's always infinite levels and areas of knowledge that you, do, you know what I mean, that you have to know. And yet still, And even though we do not know any, and yes, because we don't know anything at all, we still haven't yet perceived the tachlit, the purpose of, uh, of anything. Because there's so many areas of knowledge to attain that purpose in. 
And we already spoke about this in uh, a little bit in our writings. Look and see Chotaran section 3. We're going to see this over there. And this idea is very deep, very profound, very hidden. And we also see with regard to this, that which we heard one time after Pesach. We're going to explain this in another place. Look in Chayim Oran. If we hop to Chayim Moran, um, Siman 282, Lesson 282 over there. Rabbeinu says something along the lines of this. He says that, <clears throat> Because now I know that the purpose of our knowledge is not to know. Literally, which means not to know anything. If so, if that's the case that you now reach the place of the purpose of all knowledge, in which it's not knowing, then you now know, because we're saying that, that, that not knowing is an aspect of the highest point of knowledge. So now you know. What's your knowledge? Not to know. Okay, great. It's very deep stuff and may go back and forth. If you guys don't understand, Bezrat Hashem, me too. May Hashem grant us the ability to understand. And I'm reading from Chayyim Oran, so if anyone is, doesn't see this in Sichot Oran, I, I hopped over there. Because of the fact that he married this Tachlit idea, this purpose of all knowledge, Nonetheless, he knows nothing at all. Because Rabbi Nachman says that one time I saw myself at this place that I thought I knew nothing or that I attained this, this knowledge of not knowing. But now I see that I really don't know. So imagine how low his knowledge was before when he said that. <laughs> Meaning what? Rabbeinu said, I don't know later on in his life. But he had already said previously, which means the previous time was nowhere near the level that he's saying it at right now. Rabbi Nachman basically saying that he, it seemed to him that he had already reached his goal of realizing that he knows nothing. But now he sees how far he has been from this goal. And he was speaking derogatory, uh, derogatorily about himself. Meaning considering his earlier hasaga, his earlier perception as if it was foolish and nothing. So imagine what we're talking about here. And this is what Rabbeinu was speaking to us about. And he's saying that now I know that the goal of knowing is to know nothing, literally. So we can't even explain what we're talking about here because it's something very, very deep. But we can try to understand even a little bit. And even at the simple level, we can try to grasp what he's saying here. Now we go to Seif Lamedvav, section 36, the last one of Shif Aran. One time a king sent three messengers, three servants, to another country with a secret message to another king. The king had to send a message to this other king and he sent three messengers with the same message. And they passed through one of these countries. They all passed through a country or the country land which those people, the natives of that land were opposing the king in which they were sent from, their master. The first person, the first messenger, conducted himself with great wisdom. He concealed the matter, the message entirely. He crossed the country and nobody understood that he had a secret message to the, to the other king. The second one passed through. But the country 
The way he passed through was a little bit different. This time, the people of the country, the citizens, understood that he knew that he had a secret message. And they imprisoned him so that uh, he could tell them. And this man was wise, or he had strength, and he escaped them. The third person passed through the country. And they too saw that he had a secret and that they, he was coming from uh, this other country which they hate. That they were, he was a messenger of the king in which they oppose. They grabbed him, they imprisoned him. They tortured him. With many different types of sufferings, afflictions and torture. Um, and the more they tortured him, the more they afflicted him, the more troubles they gave him. He still did not say anything. He withstood the test and did not reveal the secret. Until they saw that not one thing is going to be effective in revealing that, in, uh, in uncovering that secret. And they let him go. Because they thought, they thought that uh, he had no idea what it is because even under the greatest torture, he wasn't saying anything. And what happened? He, um, he passed over the country and he came to the other king to, send, to pass over the message of his king. Everybody was trying to understand or to analyze which of these three messengers was the biggest one and which one should get the biggest reward. Some said, a few amount said, that the first one should get the biggest reward. That he was acting with the biggest wisdom and because he was the wisest, he concealed the matter entirely. Some said, that the second one deserves the most. That they already found out about him. That he still escapes with his wisdom. That even though he was in the darkness, he still was able to escape. But the king said, The third one deserves the biggest reward of all of them. Because he was already trapped and imprisoned in their trap. It's certain that he too wanted to conceal himself or conceal the matter. But he wasn't successful. And he was imprisoned in their hand. And they tortured him. And they afflicted him. With such afflictions and sufferings. That if you were to reveal just one secret, they would all favor him and all give him big rewards. He withstood such a great test and he did not reveal a single thing. Therefore, he deserves the reward more than everyone else. And this, mashal, this parable is understandable. There's a deep secret here, but we see even at a simple level that we can understand this. To those who have understanding, they can understand what we're talking about here. Chazak, chazak, venit chazak. Be strong and strong and be courageous. Blessed is he, Hashem who gives strength to the weary and increased vigor to the spent, to those who have no energy. We have now completed and finished off this Sefer. Praise to the God, the creator of the universe. That's it for today, Hashem. And next podcast, we start with the introduction of Sikhot Aram.